0: He's faster than the speed of sound At an early age you wanted to get out To pursue adventures all around Things got tough sometimes But it's all good cause Tales is my friend He's always there for him His hands I kick Through bad again time Adventures in sonic the
1: and hey everybody welcome to the idw sonic rundown uh y'all like sonic heroes because that's what we're basically going to be getting into today man i love playing the same game four times annihilate charge all that stuff. Uh
2: yeah, insert big sound effect here of him uh, belly flopping. You know the one. Shit. rock Yeah. That. <laughs> We're here. Welcome back to the IDW Sonic Rundown with me, co-host Aaron, and main host Alberto. And today
1: we have Yeah, we have Sonic Heroes and we also have the start of something uh pretty 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 crazy. <laughs> yes,
2: yes, we do. And and we, we, we also have some some banger smaller stories. But, you know, we're here. We're doing good. And I think we should just get right into it. Because last time we left off on a pretty wild cliffhanger. Uh, Metal Sonic had taken control of Angel Island using the Master Emerald as his throne. And,
1: uh, you know. Which is like, number one, that's a great setup already. It is. It is. It's, it's pretty dope. And then,
2: you know, just just more, 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 more Sonic Heroes fan content. But hey, it, it looks sick. It's gonna be sick. I'm excited.
1: Yes. So let's start with Sonic, number nine. Our dream team, Ian Flynn, Tracy Yardley, doing creative. So we start with Neo Metal monologuing how he is Dr. Eggman's greatest creation. Sonic perfected. I used the Egg Fleet to conquer Angel Island, secured the Master Emerald, and have baited the heroes into bringing me the last thing I need for my ascension. I have one showing. Honestly, just a great two-page spread of Angel Island, lightning surrounding it. Awesome shot. Awesome shot. It's
2: uh, it's 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 pretty fucking dope. Meanwhile, at Resistance HQ, everyone—and we mean everyone—minus Omega. No Omega here. SMH. No Omega in this Sonic Heroes adaptation. Kind of lame. Everyone from the past eight issues all
1: meeting up together. As Amy thanks everyone for doing so. Knuckles interrupts her, screaming about how Neo Metal Sonic took over Angel Island and turned into a flying fortress, built a throne over the Master Emerald, and starts sulking about how he shouldn't have left the island. But Amy brings him back, says, no, 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 you helped and you did good down here, but now we're going to take your island back. So we will be splitting up into three teams. Team 3 will be attacking Neo directly to secure the Master Emerald and rob the fleet of its commander. To which Knuckles barrels through and screams, I'm on Team 3! And (laughs) Sonic's like, yeah, you you sure are. You sure are. Sure are, buddy. I know you're
2: having a a, a little bit of a schizo moment, but it's okay. We all understand. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But Blaze actually offers a direct solution. She wants to attack Neo directly as Burning Blaze. She brought the Soul Emeralds along with her since they were sent with her to Sonic's world. They're not supposed to be used rectously, but I think the crisis will justify their use. And I also want to say, Tracy Yardley, you did a great job drawing Blaze's fire and the lighting around it. Oh my god, this is probably like the best thing he's done out of all of Sonic so far. I love this.
2: Yeah, the panel of Blaze with the Soul Emeralds is amazing. And it's such a minor thing, but the fact that instead of kind of dancing around, no, it's just like, no, you know, we, we could use Burning Blaze. Like, it's, it's in their minds. Like, they're already like, okay, so, so how do we, how do we confront this? And then Blaze is just like, yo, I could, I could just turn super.
1: Like, it's no big deal. Like, it's fine. Tails does not think that this is a good idea. Since Neo can command the Master Emerald, what if he uses it to neutralize the Soul Emeralds? But, Knuckles says that it can't. He doesn't really have a reason. He just thinks it's a hunch, which I guess this is kind of confirmation that the soul emeralds are fundamentally different from the chaos emeralds. So take that for what it's worth.
2: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense as they're from different dimensions and whatnot. So
1: I mean, this is just kind of an aside, but I kind of do like the theory that there are like other kinds of chaos emeralds like things out there in the universe slash multiverse that have command over different elements soul emeralds command fire chaos emeralds are the power of chaos you know what else is out there right yeah it's
2: uh it's an interesting idea uh maybe something for ian and co to expand on in the future uh you know we don't know but i'm just putting it on the plate it on the plate so blaze is a little dejected by that but amy gives a rallying cry saying she wants blaze to be team one far away from metal sonic sonic and knuckles will be team three so everyone else we're team two let's go to the battleship and liberate angel island again i i like that there's a proper explanation for hey maybe maybe burning blaze shouldn't just go fucking guns
1: blazing like that's it's good that, they, that they're thinking logically about that it's not stupid yeah now the team is en route to angel island and Sonic comes to whisper. She's just sitting in a corner and just thanking her for coming along. You know, I know crowds aren't your thing, but, you know, I'll leave you alone. Just be safe out there. And she thanks him as he walks off. On the other side of this room, Rouge tells the same for Shadow. Now, I don't think you'd be down for a big team up. And he just says, uh, I'm here for my own reasons.
2: Yo, can we just insert the fucking Vegeta theme from the English dub of fucking Dragon Ball Z? Because that's what this character is now.
1: Yeah, Rouge even Uh, just says like, yeah, of course you are. Uh Uh-huh. But we kind of get a little shot of Whisper glaring at Shadow from her corner of the room. More on that later. Interesting. So Blaze separately asks Amy if Whisper can be trusted. Amy thinks, yeah. I mean, she kind of reminds you of how a, uh, a certain princess used to be, huh? Huh? She's like, okay, look, I I was a bit defensive when I first met you all, but, you know, now I march to war with a lot of you. And he says, well, Keep it positive. We'll win the day. Very cute. I love that, yeah. We then see the Chaotix, along (laughs) with Silver and Tangle playing cards, and Tangle accuses Silver of using his mind powers to cheat, but he's like, no, no, it doesn't work like that, as uh, Tangle takes a distraction to steal a card from Silver's hand with her tail, unbeknownst to him. I think there's even, like, a little shot of Silver going like, hey, what? Wait a minute here with the cards.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Vector asks Knuckles, who is currently just staring out the goddamn window, come on, just try to play a hand don't get your mind off of things no nope. my island needs me i have no time for games so you're just gonna stand there until we arrive yes suit yourself
1: <laughs> i imagine knuckles as like the the giga chad meme with that one you're gonna stand there yes yes <laughs> I mean, it's 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 in character for him. <laughs> yeah. We go to the bridge. We see Sonic and Tails. Tails is piloting the ship. Sonic says he's too excited to be downstairs with everyone else. He'd rather be at his wingman's side to saying, yeah, thank you, partner. We'll get through this. We always do. But their windshield gets hit by a bomb charge from the egg fleet. And they and the boys were having a moment too. SMH. SMH, man. Not a fan. Sonic runs to tell everyone that they're under bombardment as Tails tells him and Knuckles to grab their extreme gear. I'll get you in as close as you can. So Sonic and Knuckles start to fly out, shouting behind Blaze to fly to her target from here. But Blaze, you know, she understands, but whispers to herself, you know, don't think about how high up I am. Just focus on the moment. So she jumps out behind Sonic and Knuckles, surrounding herself with the soul emeralds, and then boom, transformed into burning Blaze flying to her side of the island, which Burning Blaze has the distinction of being the first super form seen in IDW Sonic. That's, that's kind of wild. No, Super Sonic, you just, you just see Burning Blaze, okay. Well, the ship is about to crash from all the bombardment. Amy calls for Tails to bail, but he's like, hold on, final trajectory, slaps it in. All right, let's go, 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 go. And then the ship, Crash lands, exploding on one of the wings strapped to Angel Island, with everyone seen flying out just before touchdown. Then the teams fly into the jungle. Amy gives the orders. Chaotic, stick together, do your thing. Silver, go wreck havoc. Rouge, handle the guns. And Shadow, where is Shadow? He goes off on his own, as he does not follow <sighs> orders. Yeah, we'll get to this. We're not talking about it now. Tangle and Whisper, you guys cover Tails while he does something smart or whatever. Another full-page spread of the team just going to town on the wing. As on Blaze's side, she has to finish his job quickly, can't leave her friends alone for long. And she kind of has a moment where she thinks, oh, my friends, huh? Haven't known them for that long, but... You know, I'll do anything to keep them safe. And then she just unleashes a Kamehameha fireball on the wing below her. Just tears it off. Pretty sick. Uh, it's it's uh, it's pretty sick. Uh, I'm a big fan of
2: the fact that, that Burning Blaze is getting this much fucking spotlight and is looking this sick doing
1: it. Now, we then follow Sonic and Knuckles, leading to Neo's chamber. There's an Eggman statue built around the Master Emerald Altar. He can't sense its power. It's been cut off, which leads him to punch the door, pry it open, and the boys are geared up to fight. Sonic calls him to surrender, and Knuckles demands he release the Master Emerald. With Neo responding, The resistance paltry efforts do not concern me. One by one, they'll all become a black mark on the floor. Sonic and Knuckles rush him up the altar, as Neo Metal... Flashes of golden light knocking them back, revealing Neo Metal taking on a super form from the Master Emerald. Come, show me what you're made of. There's a lot here, (laughs) number one. So, Neo Metal getting a super form from the Master Emerald, raw. So raw. Yeah, yeah, it's so fucking cool. And also, Ian, you just had to put in the, the, the lyrics, didn't you? Just had to do that. He did. He did, in
2: fact, have to to put in the, the the lyrics. You know that that's that's just how he is. He, he truly is just built differently, and I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, that's issue nine. Yeah, mostly just a setup for the big battle to come, but uh, a very strong one. I do like that we get some some interpersonal stuff before the fighting uh, sort of begins. It's just cool to see characters just taking it in a very. know, relaxed way uh, altogether.
1: So now in issue 10, Ian Flynn writing, Yardley and Stanley both doing the art. Super Neo jaunts down towards Sonic and Knuckles. Sonic's not backing down, though Knuckles thinks an upgraded Metal Sonic going super is a bit cheating, which Neo says, very bad choice of last words. He then fires a golden ball of electricity from his hand. The boys barely dodge it. Sonic asks Knuckles, Go secure the emerald so Neo can't draw power from it. I'll distract him. Knuckles thinks Neo is going to crush him first, which Sonic says, oh, only if he catches me. Leading Neo to basically like send a Vastian rush in, grabbing them both by the head and dragging them through the ground. Hitting them both with the other's head, throws them off with more golden energy, all for just for good measure. Our boys are charred, but Sonic's like, nah, man, this is just a little warm up for me. I <laughs> hope everyone else is doing better right now, though. Jesus. They're, they're just getting thrown around like ragdolls
2: they're getting their ass beat in the the quote retweets you know it's that kind of energy meanwhile we move to the ship where tangle and whisper are fighting a bunch of badniks uh with a very creative use of the laser wispawn by whisper as she throws out a bunch of crystals and then fires a laser beam into them uh destroying a bunch uh you know in in one shot i i i have to say the multi wispawn tool that 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 she uses is
1: just it's the the creativity with it is always really cool i i like that the character is so versatile as the rest of the team are able to hold on their own but they're not really making much headway Tails says he has an idea, and asks Amy to cover him. Amy calls for everyone to form up on Tails, and calls Blaze to see how she's doing. She's holding on her own, but her burning form only lasts her so long, so she has to finish this up quick, and not wanting to harm the island itself. Which leads her to basically form like a fire spirit bomb, and launches it down to cut off the wing fully. And just as her form depletes, she's really winded, so Blaze is all tapped out for now
2: oh oh boy uh so in the middle of this very epic battle we now cut to mr tinkerer singing a cute little song for all the kitties who are having a great time in the in the pseudo little eggman land before it is interrupted by rough and tumble
1: they find him saying oh the doc mentioned that you'd be a little off you know after asking if he was eggman which he says no i'm not eggman but doesn't matter they still end up kidnapping him and just head out then back on angel island tails is messing around with one of the Eggfleet ships silver holds back a wave of egg ponds then tails hits the ignition It launches through and causes major damage to the wing. The resistance has to keep themselves from falling off. Rouge tells Amy it was a good plan, but hey, a little more heads up would have been nice. And as far as that goes, she says, well, look, Tails was practically raised by Sonic, and he's not known for his patience. But, you know, a little relieved that we didn't need Shadow's help after all. Smile. I wonder where he is. Surely he won't pull a Vegeta and fuck everything up. As everyone gets back to the island, Amy and Rouge do wonder where he could have ran to, but she thinks, you know, knowing him, seeking out the strongest opponent he can find, Amy puts two and two together? Okay, well, you know, at least Sonic and Knuckles will have backup. Although Rouge comments so long as they don't trip each other over trying to one-up each other. Again, smile.
2: While all this is going on, as a small side note, Tangle picked up Vector on the way down and, using her tail, flipped (laughs) flipped them over and uh, Vector is just completely zoinked out. My man is just on the floor, legs up, like, oh my god, I'm done for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, back to Neo Metal. Sonic is dodging his attacks as knuckles tries to get to the master emerald but he's instantly intercepted by neo and swats him down just as shadow warps in drives a chaos sphere into neo's chest which does cancel out his super form so okay shadow you got a w here i'll give you that much But that surprises Neo as Shadow kicks him back into the throne. So Sonic is, like, trying to hold Shadow back, warning him about, you know, Neo can copy bio data, you don't want him to get your powers and have him be that much stronger. To which Shadow's response is, ugh, you afraid? So Knuckles punches both (sighs) of them aside to get the emerald as just Neo laughs, reminding him about how Eggman upgraded him to this form and removed that pesky limitation for the final piece. All he needs, the bio data of Sonic, the ultimate life form, and the Master Emerald itself. <laughs> so I, I think we should also point out that, like, Neo is, like, starting to transform in that moment. And his, like, it, he, like, has a mouth now. It opens up with, like, the weirdest, like, metallic teeth and, like, a lizard tongue. It's kind of freaky. It's, it's... It's pretty sick. Now Neo's starting to transform. Shadow and Knuckles are unable to break through his shield. And Sonic's like, yo, tactical retreat. We gotta get out of here. And then, as they leave, space is warping around them. The statue of Eggman outside is melting down, leaving only a ball of light. Then a rumble is felt across the island. Knuckles can tell the Master Emerald's power has been cut off from Angel Island. Now it's gonna fall into the ocean. But then, in a two-page spread, Neo's transformation finishes. Master Emerald embedded in his chest to become his final form, Master Overlord. Sonic Heroes 2. Sonic Heroes 2. Um,
2: important to note is that, uh, the all-encompassing thing that takes the Eggman statue is the liquid metal, uh, that, uh, you know, Neo transforms into to modify himself. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Master Overlord is just Metal Overlord with a Master Emerald embedded into him. But hey, it looks fucking sick, so I don't care.
1: Oh yeah. So 10's done now. Let's move on to issue 11 once again Ian Flynn wrote and Tracy Yardley and Evan Stanley both worked on the art so Blaze notices the islands falling wondering if uh, cutting off the wings did this but Tangle throws her tail to Blaze to bring her onto an egg feed ship that they've commandeered she apologizes to Amy for this happening but Amy tells her if the island is falling that means something happened to the Master Emerald then uh the boys are doing their best to get the hell away from Neo Metal flying towards them but Knuckles calls Amy asking hey uh, we might need Burning Blaze for heavy support, can- can we do it again? But Blaze says, for right now she can't, the Soul Emerald's power has been depleted. Well, that's a no-go on Burning, no Chaos Emeralds for trying to go Super either, but Shadow refuses to give up to the thing that Neo Metal has become. And then he screeches about realizing Eggman's dream of a global empire, grabs the three of them, flying toward the ship the rest of the Resistance is on, and says, you will watch as I destroy them, smash Angel Island to pieces, and you will be given the mercy of a sweet demise. Very heavy-handed stuff.
2: <laughs> oh yes, very heavy-handed for a children's comic.
1: At least it's not eugenics. Ah, uh, uh, uh. uh, sorry. Okay,
2: I, I, uh, that's, that's that's my one. That's, that's our my one. one. I get that's our one we no more no more
1: <laughs> the boys struggle to get out of neo's grasp, but sonic has an idea knuckles get the master emerald from neo's chest and cut off his power source as sonic and shadow will break the wings off and drive him back into the island as in the control room of the ship vector is a is a little worried about the flying giant dragon going towards them but tells us right now we're flying toward it and tells vector we need to act fast not to lose angel island amy get everyone on deck as vector's going oh man i really hope we're getting hazard pay for this tails goes in with the full laser fire knuckles tells amy the plan as sonic and shadow fly off to clip the wings shadow tells sonic to hurry with it before things get somehow worse
2: Ha! Ah, and in that moment things get worse we cut to mr tinker being strapped to a machine by rough and tumble uh, as he pleads for his life, asking not to do this. They ask a certain somebody, uh, you sure this is supposed to be a grand? Because he is not impressing us right now. Have faith, Tumble. That's him. As we open to our
1: first major villain of IDW Sonic, Dr. Starline. Yeah, this is a very, very interesting character because he's essentially... An Eggman fanatic.
2: Yeah. Starline is weird in a lot of ways, but in a good way. Not in a bad way. Comic original villains often have a distinction about them when it comes to this franchise. They can either be overblown, interesting. Now, Starline's pretty cool. We'll we'll get to see a lot of why very shortly.
1: Yeah, future arcs really kind of delve into Starline and his ideology, let's call it.
2: Yes, the um the obsessiveness of of what what happens when a uh, fanboy uh, meets his idol.
1: Yeah, and his idol turns out to be uh, not what he made him out to be original. So Doctor Starline says he's made a career out of studying Eggman and sets up a pair of VR goggles to restore. Eggman as Tinker begs him please don't do this I don't want to be Eggman Starline says well I don't think Eggman would want to be you either so straps him in and Starline says relax think of Eggman land as Starline begins the first round of hypnotherapy and a lot of electricity too
2: ah yes so there's the other side of this which is mr tinker violently resisting going back to being eggman and being forced into that you know oh his memories are gone okay but like you're forcibly trying to change somebody who was already changed
1: Hmm. interesting yes
2: very interesting
1: So, Master Overlord has the airship in his grasp, as Sonic just kind of bonks his face, thinks that everyone's combined strength won't be enough, so he's got to go for another approach. Just piss him off. So on his back, Sonic shouts to Neo, you know, you once called me your loathsome copy, but last I checked, hedgehogs don't look like 50 feet tall dragons, or made of metal, or use the Master Emerald as a pacemaker. And, like, you know, I kind of was, like, first, man. (laughs) Neo shouts how he is Sonic perfected. I am more than you ever will be. An explosive charge gets set up on his face. Sonic sees the cavalry is coming in. The rest of the resistance. It's a
2: nice shot. As Metal sw- attempts to swipe them away with everyone landing on him in some fashion. Knuckles, you know, in a very small little, little tiny
1: drawing, is hanging on to dear life to his emerald. <laughs> hey, you know, keep your eyes on the prize, right? Yeah, uh, he's, he's out here. Amy tells Sonic Knuckles relayed the plan, so by time while Tails gets into position. Sonic does a light speed attack on Neo's head. Amy and the Chaotix tear off Neo Metal's sheeting. Rouge sets off bomb charges that Whisper explodes, and Knuckles is like st- Still digging around where the Master Emerald is held into. Silver, Tangle, and Blaze are ripping off wings. Tails is flying in. And Knuckles is still rapid punching around the Emerald. As Neo shouts, enough, shakes everyone off of him. Charmy is able to catch Sonic but can't catch everyone else that's falling. But Sonic says, don't panic. And then we see Silver grasping his hands thinking he's never had to reach in so many different directions at once. But I have to save them. To save all of them. And then releases like a 360 wave of energy and grabs everyone that was falling and keeping them afloat. Very cool. This so dope. Neo Metal then
2: goes for the bite, trying to swallow Silver Hull before getting rammed into the by the ship that Tails was piloting. He pushes forward as Neo Metal looks down on him, calling him an unworthy child. As Knuckles pushes the Master Emerald out with all his might, letting it go, as Neo screams, no, and Knuckles flies away with the most smug, happy, good look on his face I've ever seen. This motherfucker cheesing from cheek to
1: cheek. It's great. Knuckles flies back to the shrine. He slams the Master Emerald back in right when the very bottom tip of the island touches the ocean and just goes whoop right back into the sky. And Knuckles once again laughing on top of it in relief. Feel like we've seen this kind of scene somewhere else, but uh, nothing's coming to mind. Yeah, nothing's coming to mind, man. (laughs) (laughs) So Sonic demands Silver, put him down to check on Tails, but Tails flies out of the damage cockpit. He's perfectly fine. Though I don't want to do that again anytime soon. But in the distance, a damage base metal Sonic. Sonic says not to worry. I think this fight is done. Vector and the boys breathe a sigh of relief. Tangle is very hyped up on adrenaline, saying, yo... Can I hang out with you, like, every day? <laughs> As Silver and Blaze thank Whisper for working with her, and Rouge just sees Shadow walking away, once again, not wanting to be part of the after-party. Lame. Uh,
2: uh, 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 uh,
1: uh, we'll get into it later. Then, it ends with Sonic and Tails checking in on Knuckles, his island's safe, metal's offline, and Dr. Eggman's a kindly handyman. All in all, good day good day but on the other hand starline has finished the first round of treatment do you feel more like yourself dr eggman
2: and that is the end of idw sonic issue number 11 listen it may feel like we're kind of rushing through right now this is just how well paced this is like you know we we said it with archie sometimes you know with certain comics or certain arcs
1: just read the shit it's so good (laughs) art is fun you get to see these little moments of the characters just being fun having a laugh look with the old stuff right we either had dbz pacing or chainsaw man pacing it felt like there was no in between right
2: (laughs) db chainsaw man pacing this guy said chainsaw man pacing
1: (laughs) i mean i'm not wrong (laughs) i mean you you're I'm not saying you're wrong. You are 100% right, actually. (laughs) Yeah, but here it feels like it's a happy little middle. You know, we get good action shots, good banter, good quips. The design of Master Overlord, it's just Metal Overlord, but, you know, it's cool to see it. And having to uh, have the team works with so little like not having the chaos emeralds this time around you know adds a little extra depth to it right yeah just in general like the 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 pacing of everything so
2: far has been immaculate but we are not done with this arc we have one final issue for this arc before we take a little detour but let's let's
1: let's get into it with sonic idw Issue number 12. Flynn writing and Stanley and Yardley both did the art once again. So we open in Tails' lab. Metal is bound and Tails tells Sonic that his base abilities are reverted and finish the last of the necessary repairs. Are you sure you want to do this? I don't think he's going to be happy about it. Sonic thinks that the odds are on their side though. So Tails, hit it. He flips the switch and Metal Sonic is back online. Metal tries to break free from his chains and tries to attack Sonic, but he's not at max power to even hurt him. Sonic's like, hey, 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 take it easy. Tails fixed up most of your damage, but you're in no shape to fight. We're compassionate, not stupid. Great,
2: great speech from Sonic here. It's over, man. Eggman is done. You don't owe him anything. You have a chance to live your own life now. Be your own person or robot, whatever. In not asking us for to be best buds. Heck, you can live on the other side of the planet for all I care. But can we at least call a truce and give peace a chance? And he just outstretches his arm. Damn, it's such a it's such a minor thing. And what comes next makes it even better. But it's like again, it's that theme redemption, right? Always offering a better alternative than violence. As Metal Sonic slaps his hand as hard as he can and flies off without a second thought
1: Ooh, well it's another theme that we're going to be revisiting a lot with sonic's ideology i suppose is sort of you know sonic keeps giving these villains let's say a second chance but what happens if they don't take it
2: yes 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 tail's asking shouldn't we go after him and sonic's saying no nah, we gave him the choice to live how he wants you got to honor his decision. Tail saying, I guess at the very
1: least, he doesn't have Eggman to repair
2: or weaponize him anymore. Curb theme place.
1: Well, Eggman is up and about, but his Mr. Tinker personality is still up front. Starline can tell he's gravitating toward his old machines, though, as he repaired a motorbug to do topiary art. But, uh, Ruff and Tumble are saying this was not part of the deal. Yeah, Starline broke them out of jail, and they bring him Eggman. Eggman makes us weapons and we can get revenge on Sonic. It's a good deal, right? Star says, "Gentlemen, gentlemen." And I use that term loosely. <laughs> Eggman's personality will be restored and you'll get your weapons and revenge. Perhaps he may need an emotional jumpstart to trigger his old self though. Come in Orbot and Cubot. Them suggestion, hey, why don't you try threatening us? Nothing cheered you up more than threatening to dismantle you. And, and he responds by kind of bear hugging Cubot saying, what kind of monster would program you emotions only to prey on them? I'll take good care of you guys. And Cubot's like a little taken aback. It's just like, uh, uh. And Cubot's like, you know, do we do we want the old boss back actually i uh. and as that happens a screech
2: is heard metal sonic dragging his fingers on the side of the wall as tinkerer approaches him saying oh you poor thing hold still i'll have you repaired and no and then it hits two core memories of metal sonic eggman building him his finest creation and the second one which is extremely thought-provoking when you consider Eggman's character, Eggman is repairing Metal Sonic, saying, how dare that Sonic damage you? He wouldn't recognize a work of art if it punched him in the face. You, you did punch him in the face, right? And Metal Sonic thumbs up and says, boy, This is such a small detail, but it almost feels like Metal Sonic is like Eggman's son. Like a prized creation that he is so proud of, and it's an emotional jumpstart for him. And brings him back to reality. Goodbye, Mr. Tinkerer. Goodbye.
1: And hello once again the Dr. Eggman. But yes, you're right. It's it's very interesting to see Eggman having a connection to his creations like this. Almost kind of like a, we're going to bring this back. Almost like a kind of Dr. Wily relationship, if you kind of see what I mean.
2: Yeah, I feel like Wily's connection to some of, you know, his Robot Masters, like Gutsman in particular, right? It is very sentimental, but then we kind of see that get flipped on its head when it comes to Zero, where the obsession is so far gone at this point that he just doesn't care and turns him into a monster. Like Metal Sonic is like a mechanized, like, beast essentially, right? But he's still, in some ways, like, bound to Eggman in that regard, right? And is not just a complete loose cannon. Zero is, because Wily specifically designed him for one purpose, and that's. To kill light, to kill Mega Man. So yeah, I I mean even the shot of Eggman when you know it's kinda like he's got the scowl again and you know it's the doctor, he has
1: his hand like firmly placed on Metal Sonic's head. This stuff is great. It's really interesting. And with Eggman's memory back, he demands to know where he is, who are you, and get me some real clothes. And then Starline comes up, introduces himself. I, I am a kindred spirit doctor and a deep, deep admirer of your work. As Metal sets himself up on the operating table, Starline assists Eggman to repair him. He explains how he lost his memory after his most recent confrontation with Sonic and the Resistance, and ended up in a remote mountain village and I, uh, had my, uh, Had my associates rescue you. And the associates in question, rough and tumble, introduce themselves in their, you know, unique way. Eggman asks if they always do something like that, to which Starline says, unfortunately, yes, but they hate Sonic and are good minion fodder for you. Oh. Well, since that's the case, he'll be more than happy to soup up some weapons for them and sick them after the hedgehog, to which they are very pleased with. Hopefully they just don't disappoint, Eggman says, the last group he hired didn't stand against Sonic and Shadow for long. Who did... Uh, jackal squad Ooh. oh right eggman changes behind the screen he asks starline how'd you get my old self back to which he says he used neurostimulants and aggressive hypnotherapy as for the getting you here the power of the warp topaz congratulations we
2: had the phantom ruby now we have the warp topaz eggman is confused though with the what was it the Warp Topaz, a unique gemstone I've spent my career researching. It's not like the Chaos Emeralds. Their power is chaotic and can change given the situation or their usage. No, the Warp Topaz can warp space to create gateways to other places, provided it has a power source. Eggman looks at it, curious, and says, Hard
1: pass. I've had my fill of strange new magic stones. (laughs) (laughs) Starline says, yeah, yeah, no, I, I assume so. I decided to secure you something more familiar. Pulls out a briefcase. The seven chaos emeralds for you, doctor. Consider this my apprenticeship application. To which Eggman goes, welcome aboard, Starline, my best lackey yet.
2: I I have to admit the flex into of of their own uh, magical gem into hey yo here's the chaos emeralds real quick I found these
1: just easily it's like okay maybe starline's got like a dragon radar if you catch my drift who knows uh
2: well, well with the with the warp topaz probably yeah
1: meanwhile angel island sonic comes back to knuckles at the master emerald shrine assess the damage to the island says everything is a-okay Nux tails is planning to get the egg fleet ship they crash into the master overlord flying again so we're gonna head out on that so knuckles you wanna wanna come back with us he's like no my place is here Oh, okay, well, the offer does stand, though. Knuckles figures with enough time, you'll bring trouble back to my island. Yeah, yeah, true enough, true.
2: <laughs> yeah, true, 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 real, true, 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 real.
1: Yeah, Sonic then pops in saying, what
2: about the Resistance? You plan on leaving them remotely, Commander? And then he says, oh, yeah, I did take command, didn't I? Oh, the war's over and Metal Sonic is trash. There doesn't really need to be a Resistance anymore. Does there? Consider it disbanded. Whatever you say, (laughs) (laughs) Knox.
1: Oh, boy. So he rushes to the ship and finds Amy in the cargo hold taking inventory. Says that there's a lot of raw materials here that they can use to aid reconstruction efforts. So Sonic's like, ah, well, actually, you know, Knuckles kind of just disbanded the resistance. Surprise he's like uh, uh are you are you are you for real
2: mm-hmm. unbelievable the chaotics then appear
1: saying hey where the fuck's our money where's our money where's the money lebowski <laughs> <laughs> the case of the missing eggman is closed we help bring down the perp. case close svo says that their reward should be substantial Charmy says we're gonna be taking fancy takeout today sonic says well Amy, uh, that is going to the now lead executive of the resistance as Sonic rushes out above deck. He finds Tangle and Whisper asking if they're ready to head back. Tangle says that she kind of doesn't want to go home. The past few days were crazy. I'm on a flying tropical paradise. I fought a giant robot dragon and survived. How can I go back to my own life? Well, Sonic asks Whisper, do you feel like you made friends on the trip? And Tangle rips her to tell Sonic the joke she told her, you know, the one about the toaster, right? And she kind of doesn't respond, just hiding behind her mask. And Sonic's like, Hey, give her some space. Okay. And heads further out. Uh, what, what was the joke, Speed? I need, I need to know because in my mind,
2: it's, uh, you know, uh, all toasters, toast is to- <laughs> toast. <laughs> Classics. I, I don't know. I, it's just, uh, that, that's where my brain went because I have a,
1: I have, I have a, I have a deficiency. <laughs> Me too. Well, Sonic then comes across Silver and Blaze. Blaze says her time to go is near, the Soul Emeralds have to return, but Silver says he's not going to go home just yet. Kind of got a nagging feeling about the future. I don't think that the real threat has come yet. Well, that's positive though. We get to hang out more, huh? Huh? And Silver's like, yeah, sure. Positive spin. And Sonic heads out to check on some more people. At the highest viewing deck, he finds Rouge lounging on a pool seat, says she got it out of Eggman's personal stash. He's like, well, Sonic thinks that's kind of surprising. When does Eggman ever, you know, go outside? Rouge's like, ah, don't let the punch fool ya. He used to have a meticulous cargo regiment. Huh, you think you know a guy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> is it back to spying for you, Rouge, once we get home? She says, look, I'm a girl of many talents. I'm keeping my options open. Right now, I'm enjoying the tropical getaway and having full view of the Master Emerald. It's like, yeah, uh-huh, harass Knuckles on your own time. <laughs> I guess Shadow's already gone. Yep, Shadow's gone, never to look back again think that's also supposed to be a lyric reference
2: yeah that's that's a lyric reference to uh never turn back yeah yeah never turn back yeah
1: sonic hops down telling Ruth if you see him again tell him thanks okay ruse says well he's not one to listen but i'll pass along if the chance ever comes then finally sonic comes to the cockpit tails are we ready to launch says yeah we are and right on time liftoff goes off without a hitch knuckles watches the ship launch from the altar and Sonic congratulates Tails for fixing it so fast. Though he adds, hey, don't thank me just yet. Eggman Tech is notoriously weird. Thank me when we laugh safely, okay? Though he's not worried. We crashed the lawn, and came out on top. You keep saying that. Because we keep proving it true. Here's to another adventure, little buddy. And the boys give each other the thumbs up. Meanwhile,
2: important scene. Starline and Eggman are looking at a screen of some kind as Starline begins to ramble. So the biodata Metal Sonic copied off of Sonic and Shadow is corrupted. How unfortunate. Perhaps you could reconstruct... Nope, the moment's passed. Neo did well, considering the lack of my brilliant leadership. But it's over but but it looks like he came so close why not that that it's time for a change of pace ah <laughs> uh, yes does this mean you have a new plan in mind of course i do i always do but it will need time to test and prepare which is why i'm putting you in charge of keeping sonic distracted until i'm ready uh, of course sir it will be my honor i know exactly how to lure him into an ambush is this some kind of sick joke how are we supposed to use Weapons like these, as they look at schematics for their upgrades, uh, rough and tumble do. Eggman flips them upside down, hands them back, and you know they're astonished by the design.
1: And when Eggman goes down into the lab, Orbot and Cubot follow him in. They pulled up the schematics he asked for, but says, "Doc, you sure you want to unleash that on the world?" Eggman says, "Yes. He was made to suffer in indignity, and the world will suffer in return." With the holographic projection displaying an Eggman logo adorned. Synthetic. Virus.
2: Ha ha
1: ha. Wonder
2: what that is. Um. I hope you're ready. Uh. Because. Uh.
1: This shit is, uh, mega fucked up. But before we get into the nightmare... Well, before we get into that, I want to say... I I took a note of something interesting from the end of the book. So, one thing I didn't mention about Starline is that his design in general... Well, for one thing, he's a platypus. So he's a very interesting... He has a little interesting moveset of his own. But he is also designed... His inspiration is actually Dr. Finitivus. believe it or not.
2: Yes, I was going to bring that up. Starline's energy has a lot of Phinidivus-esque quirks to them. It kind of makes sense when you like look at the way the Topaz is positioned on his
1: hand. It reminds me of Phinidivus. Yeah, in fact, uh, there was an interview at the end of the book with Evan Stanley, and she shared her original concepts for... Starline before everything was approved, and you can tell there's Finitivus inspiration in there. Yes,
2: absolutely. I mean, I think that Finitivus's final design is excellent. These are definitely more sinister, which I think is the intent, especially with the the hollowed out eyes and everything, you know. But I get why they were rejected. But yeah, I I think Finitivus's design is excellent.
1: And I'm very happy to see that we got a little little carryover from the old
2: days. Indeed, 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 indeed. So, I mean, as far as I like to call it, this is, this arc is is don't call it a comeback. As far, I I, I mean, it, it basically is, you know. It's the it's the big comeback arc for for Sonic after, you know, Archie's cancellation, and they went and they kind of did it in the most bombastic way possible within the confines of what they were able to work with. It's really interesting in terms of, you know, the first couple issues are mostly just small scale stuff, setting up character relationships, having them interact, having people feel, you know, like the writing is there. It's definitely there and you can definitely tell it's there
1: and it's interesting. It really, really is. I'm very amazed with it. Like, you're right. This was a very much like a flag planting of this is what you can expect from this new series. It may not necessarily be, you know, what you're expecting from the old days, but this stands out well enough on its own. And I'm very happy to see that that was put front and center.
2: Yeah. It it feels like there's a lot of energy here and a lot of love. And, uh,
1: that little stinger
2: at the end. Um, I hope you guys are, are ready. Um, some, there are some negatives to this arc that I think are important to discuss. I mean, I think Shadow is kind of the big thing in the room. You know, we've, we've talked about the Vegetification stuff before, but like,
1: yeah, it's starting to go beyond that though, because I mean, Shadow in IDW, especially in the next arc, is not it's not pretty folks i think we need to say that up front when i was reading and taking notes i got like actually mad at how shadow was portrayed i'm gonna talk about that more when we get into it yeah when when
2: when when yeah we're gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be its own segment um when, when 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 the moment happens right when that happens we're gonna have to have a whole discussion about like how we got here and more importantly i just when when we talk about this stuff it needs to be said The mandates still exist at this point in time. Shadow is a character that is not able to be written in a very, in the way that people like us prefer him to be written because of these mandates. It is nothing to do against Ian, Evan Stanley, anyone on the writing team or creative team. It's not them. It's Sega. And it's important to recognize that it's Sega. So you don't direct your anger towards them because it's not them.
1: Yeah. But again, we'll talk more about that when we reach that moment.
2: Yes, yeah, it's 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 a whole another discussion. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, this is just a really, 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 really great comeback arc. It is going to lead the way to the future. I guess the question becomes: Are are we
1: are we doing the story B? There's a story B. It's
2: a Team Sonic Racing tie-in.
1: <sighs> That's its own thing. I'm not going to sure. touch that. I. I can tell you this it wasn't there was at around this time a tie-in to Team Sonic Racing since that was the most recent game that was coming out but the thing is it's actually not a story B what you're seeing is whenever you buy a digital comic from IDW they include like a first couple of pages of another release they call it like a free digital ash can and what you're seeing there is a part of a full comic that they released and it was not even really a comic adaptation it really felt more like an ad for Team Sonic Racing I remember buying it and reading it, and I realized, wow, I just paid $5 for an ad. That's kind of silly.
2: Yeah, so uh let's not talk about that then.
1: Maybe another time.
2: Yeah, maybe another time. But let's talk about something more important. Welcome to the first Sonic IDW annual. These are a small section of the IDW comic. Uh, I don't know if these are done for all IDW comics that are ongoing, but Sonic gets One a year. These are a collection of short stories that deal with a variety of topics. These are kind of like little slice-of-life B-plot stories. They're not super long, but they do add some stuff. And there's one in particular in here which puts a really big smile on my face.
1: I'm a big fan of these annuals. It's a nice little thing to add a little bit more flavor to the world. And they are, you know, oversized. So they're a little bit more expensive than your regular comics. But they contain like about five to six stories each. So you're definitely getting your money's worth. And from this point on, from 2019 onward, all of them tend to be themed around like a concept or a central theme for the whole annual to kind of tie everything together. But this one isn't particularly themed. It's just more of like vignettes and little happenings in the world beyond Sonic the Hedgehog.
2: Yes. So let's start with our first major story involving Tangle and Whisper, The Bonds of Friendship.
1: Written by Ian Flynn and art by Jennifer Hernandez. We open on Tangle at her home of Spiral Hill. She's excited that Whisper ended up paying her a visit after all. She comes in for a hug. I'm so happy that you can spend time with us and relax. But she feels Whisper as uncomfortable. So she kind of backs up, you know, the whole boundaries thing. So Tangle decides to give her a tour of the town. There's the bakery, the salon, where I basically just keep them in business, Tangle does. I tear through them trying to keep my tail neat. Also, look into the window. The salon owner is designed after Harriet from Animal Crossing. That's a nice touch that I just love.
2: Yeah, it's uh, very, very cute.
1: So she has more to show, but I can't wait to show you the Mineral Museum. This is run by Tangle's best friend, Jewel who she startles by barging on through the door. So here's a little fun story. So Jewel is a Jewel Beetle. Ian said on the Bumblecast when he pitched this character, she was originally rejected on the basis that only vertebrae animals can be Sonic characters. But he said, what do you mean? Charmy exists. And they're like, oh, okay, you can have this then damn so tangle introduces the two to each other and talks about how she grew up with jewel you know when adventuring a lot as kids and jewel saved tangle a lot so she was kind of the antithesis of her look before you leap personality well they gathered up a lot of gems and precious rocks in their adventures so jewel put this museum together to just house it all whisper can tell it's a very beautiful thing just as tangle sees the sky get darker thinks it wasn't supposed to rain but Whisper gears up and says that she hears a scream outside. The doors open with a gust of wind. As it turns out, it's the Babylon rogues coming to ransack the museum. Special shout out to these guys just showing up, huh?
2: Yeah, just uh, just randomly appearing for no fucking reason. Uh, hello, Jet, Storm, and Wave.
1: Well, they're throwing together whatever gems they can find into bags as Storm is breaking glass to get the bigger pieces. But in the corner of his eye, Storm sees Jewel that was like crumbled up in her shell, and she's a jewel beetle so her shell is reflective so thinks that she's a gemstone shivering in fear and is pleading to be let go and wave is incredibly pissed that storm kidnaps somebody tangle says landing on the ship but it's not just somebody it's her friend and demands to let her go and jet is like well how about a race for her but wave says hey we are jewel thieves not kidnappers but Jet said, look, Storm made us look like idiots. We gotta save face. So he's a little frustrated, just like, no, whatever, just toss them out. So Storm takes that bit too literally and throws Jewel out with max force. Again to Jet's panic says, no, not like that. On the way out, Jewel's shell hits the doorframe, so her wing was damaged, so now she has no way to save herself, prompting Whisper to jump down to save her, while also saying, not again. We'll get back to that. Jet and Wave yell at Storm that now we're incompetent and violent, so now we have to save her. But Tangle turns down their help. Don't worry, we got this. Just leave my town or I'll poach you myself. As she jumps out the blip with Jet shouting that they're all crazy now. But above their heads, they see Tangle's tail reeling back, stealing the museum's jack back from them. And Jet's a little pissed that they're looting their loot, but Waves just like, dude, just let it go. Today's been a hassle, man. We got accused of kidnapping. We almost killed somebody. It's like, no. So Whisper's able to grab Jewel. Tangle grabs onto Whisper and assumes she's got a plan so the three of us don't go splat, which leads Whisper to activate her Wispon's hover mode, and they drift slowly to the ground. Now back in the museum, the girls are cleaning up, putting back the gemstones, and Jewel thanks them, not just for saving her life, but you know her livelihood and tangle says yeah of course that's what friends are for right and tangle thanks whisper for helping her out too but again that's what friends are for a fun little short story we got to see now tangle's team trio has been assembled now if you want to think of it like that
2: yeah well this is this is their cute little team uh does it have a name
1: i don't know i've seen it called like team restoration before so let's stick with that and also this story is kind of like a prequel to Tangle and Whisper's miniseries, which we'll talk about that in the next episode. Don't you worry. And we will be talking about that cute little miniseries. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So that's the end of the first story. Our second story, we've got some new faces working on this. We have a new writer and a new artist, by the names of Caleb Goldner and Jack Lawrence. Goldner has a pretty varied career. He did copywriting work for Crunchyroll and Verve, to which I say Lamau Verve. Uh, La mau. uh he also wrote some of Boom Studios Power Rangers and Amazing World of Gumball and co-created a miniseries for Image Comics called Ghost Cage. For IDW specifically, he wrote spin-off books for TMNT. Got a lot to his name, he really does. And as for Jack Lawrence, He's a UK-based artist, with his first breakout hit was his self-published comic called Darkum Vale, which ran for 10 issues. It actually received critical acclaim, especially for him being a new face in the industry, and would later go on to illustrate various comics for BBC's Doctor Who adventures. Of course, you're creative in the UK, you gotta work for Doctor Who, that's just the law of the land. And IDW specifically, he did art for various issues of Transformers and Skylanders.
2: Wow, that's a lot of creative work, holy shit
1: yeah these guys have a lot to their name and of course the annual does open the opportunity for newer faces to come in idw really goes out of their way to let new people into the into the series honestly and i appreciate them that for
2: honestly it's probably for the best that it's like this the, the more new hands that get on this the more that they get involved in the
1: creative process the better it turns out for all in the end so this story opens it's called jet set tornado awesome name love that very good. Uh We open. Sonic is flying the Tornado to test out the new thrusters Tails built with Tails himself is on the wings. And Sonic spins the Tornado in the air, shouting he peeled off a barrel roll. Tails, though, says it's more of an aileron roll, but whatever. Just gonna let that speak for itself. You know, uh, ha, 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 funny, 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 fun. funny. Sonic says he hasn't fly the Tornado by himself in a while, but Tails says Sonic is the perfect person to do a speed test. Let's just do a few straightaways with the booster and call it a day. Don't put the plane under too much stress. But... Something green flies just under the tornado, and Tails is kind of surprised it didn't come up on the radar. So they see it. It's a new model of the stealth Valkyrie badnik, and it's carrying stolen resistance supplies. Well, perfect time for this. And Sonic hits the button, activates the thruster, and Tails is holding onto the wings for dear life. Losing the binoculars he just calibrated too. Though, Tails warns Sonic, don't dive. This thruster's only designed to work with straightaways. But Sonic's like, what? I can't hear you over the wings creaking. Uh, Christ. One wrong maneuver and they risk an unscheduled landing. Tails says as Sonic sees a bolt dislodged from the propeller hold. He's like, okay, dude, you gotta cut off the thruster. And Sonic's like, uh, I kinda, um, hit the button a little too enthusiastically, as Tails says, okay, I'll just add that to the list then. But Tails thinks, okay, we just gotta think faster than we fry. Uh, Sonic, fly towards that volcano island the Badnik flew into. The volcanic fence will cause wind currents the Badniks can't consider. There are vents and geysers, so we can use the updraft to get the drop on it. So Sonic ever so gently pulls the tornado up to the Valkyrie, Pulls hard up on the plan to create an updraft of lava to hit the badnik and let loose its payload. So Tails tells him, you know, disengage the booster. Just let it go. Sonic says he doesn't want Tails to waste his hard work just because I couldn't resist any stunt pilot shenanigans. So he jumps out of the cockpit. Tails quickly switches with him in the pilot seat. And Sonic jumps down, pushes the Valkyrie into the lava, causing a massive explosion. Sonic's thrown back up on the updraft. Tails grabs him onto the wings. Epic. Test successful. Though... We gotta kill time for the fuel to deplete. And Tails says, Hey, Sonic, you, uh, you want back at the controls? You seems to have learned a little piloting lesson from all this. Sonic admits, Yeah, but I think I have a lot to learn when it comes to flying. After all, when it comes to landings, you gotta go slow. Bruh. That's, alright, sure. I'll give you that one. Beautiful. So that's the end of that's, of story number two. Our third story comes to us written by Evan Stanley and a new writer named Gigi Dutri. And Evan Stanley herself did the art. So with Gigi, she's another Sonic fan turned creative in the franchise. She created a pretty well-known fan comic called The Murder of Me and regularly works with Evan as a writing and artistic collaborator with IDW.
2: I'm pretty sure Gigi Dutre, known online as Gigi DG right is also went by another name at one point uh hi i'm daisy ggdg also worked on cucumber quest which was an original series that she had made and she is very well known for a lot of really beautiful and really moving fan art and now her work at IDW is just as stellar she's awesome
1: I'm very happy that also fans are getting to work on Sonic in a creative capacity. That always just makes me happy.
2: Yes, and to that end, she works on what is the best story in this annual by a fucking mile. It's called Victory Garden. So we open as Blaze is looking out for Silver as Amy says she would be able to find him here. Silver calls out to Blaze, afraid and nervous but blaze looks around for him and eventually finds him
1: gardening silver is just like hold on wait i got this but in a panic kind of drops everything some falling on his head and you know the poor guy's a little hose now blaze is like are you are you trying to grow vegetables Silver says well i'm i'm trying to you know this time everything is so green and beautiful it's not like how it is in my time so when amy said i could grow my own i Got a little excited. But he says he's at a loss. Dug around. I put some seeds in the ground. Made sure everything had nice labels. I watered them twice. But nothing's growing and the weeds keep getting in. As soon as I fix something, something else pops up. It's no use. Blaze says, do you
2: mind if I try something? Fleece. Anything. Gets up dust herself off, and begins to conjure a wave of fire. Silver is uh, really worried, but Blaze looks back, just trust me, okay? As she kind of just evaporates and cleanses the ground of everything. Silver is defeated, saying he was making such a good progress as Blaze tells him to pick up a hoe and turn the ashes into the soil. This garden was planted on a battlefield. The chemicals from the bombs have made the earth hard and acidic. Plants like these can't grow in it. Ashes can do many things, and one of them is this. When used to fertilize a garden, they will break down any acids in the soil and nourish the plants. Whoa, that's so cool. You must know a ton about gardening. Only the basics. A gardener's greatest skill is in control or planning or power. It's listening. The plants know exactly what to do and will tell you what they need to do. All you must do is listen. And provide now the thing that we did not get to mention here is that the artwork shows um, from that a gardener's greatest skill point is watching silver plant water and then Grow life in a garden and it's it's really beautiful.
1: And the story ends the final shot with Silver and Blaze surrounded by fully grown flowers and vegetables, which that's just a beautiful shot. So so we know Silver can be a little bit of a dweeb, but we see why, you know, he doesn't have things like this back home. So it's nice to see him, you know, get to like live out a little dream he's had.
2: Yeah, it's it's a very, very, very cute story.
1: And of course, no need to mention Silver and Blaze pair up in this story, of course.
2: Yes. It's, uh, it's, it's adorable. It's very, very cute. All right. Well, we move on to our second to last story, The Curse of the Pyramid.
1: Written by Caven Scott and art by Diana Skelly. So another new writer, Scott is actually a New York Times bestselling author. Did not expect that when I was researching him. He's written a lot of works for things like Star Wars, Doctor Who, Power Rangers, to name a few. He's got a lot under his belt. Well, Ruff and Tumble are about to raise the lost pyramid of Dr. Eggman from the best I can tell appears to be his base that was seen in Sonic Forces. Ruff doesn't seem willing to go in there, but Tumble says all that's left in here are weapons, robots, it's all right for the taking from us. Inside, they see the lights are still on, but Tumble accidentally steps on a plate trap and the walls protrude spikes and are starting to close in. So Tumble picks Ruff up, they spin dash together and dash to the other side of a closing door, barely just in time. Where they are is a lot darker and Ruff is showing his fear in the moment. And saying you know according to them this place is cursed which unknown to them there are three figures watching them with a crack under the wall but tumble tells nope don't freak us out nothing can scare us until a voice calls to them saying are you sure about that to which they scream at the top of their lungs and it's rouge they think that one of the do-gooders would come try and stop them but rouge says no 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 no. that's not it i heard about eggman's a leg treasure too i want it for myself so tumble's like oh so you're nothing more than a dirty thief To which Root says, well, that's what you guys are. And uh, he adds to their stinking thief as he does a stink bomb attack and the boys run off. Root tries to remain conscious while using her wings to blow away the smell and will not let those punks get her paws on the treasure. When she follows them, she sees Ruff and Tumble get caught by an egg golem. From SA2, Ruff thinks that this is part of this supposed curse. But Root says, we just need to calm down and listen for the remote, which he hears coming from a vent, goes inside and sees something in the darkness rough and tumblr won't rely on her and the two decide to go in for the kill do a cross homing attack and break through the golem's head now ready to claim the pyramid's treasure for themselves but then Rouge comes in from behind moaning and wrapped head to toe in mummy bandages speaking like a zombie saying do not let the bandages touch you Lest you be cursed. Rough freaks the fuck out over Rouge getting closer to them. Says, okay, we're calling this quits. This place is cursed. And they just run out top of their lungs screaming. And then as they run out, Rouge just kind of starts laughing at them. They fell for it hook, line, and sinker. To which then, behind, we see a family of bats come to Rouge. A little kid asking if they're gone. She says, yep, they sure are. And they won't be coming back. These old shredded curtains work like a charm. And then the grandmother thanks her for helping. You know, we've been real happy here since Eggman abandoned this space. And Roos thinks uh old scruff and bumble over there will tell people the place is cursed. So hopefully you guys won't be bothered anymore. And grandma asks, well, not even would-be treasure hunters. Uh, well, you know. uh and She's like, no, 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 no. I'm just playing with you. She takes her to the stash. You can help yourself, Roos. Just don't tell anyone where you found it. And she thanks them. Very happy to keep the secret under wraps for you.
2: Aw, adorable. Yeah, it's a cute little story. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's, it's nice. Yeah. So speaking of nice things, we have our next story, The Sonic Fan Club by James Kochalika. And of course, art by our guy, Jonathan H. Gray and Reggie Graham. So yes, this is Gray's first piece of artwork for the comic in the comic itself he had done a couple of covers for the previous
1: issues but this is his first mainline story his art is a sight for sore eyes i'm not gonna lie it's beautiful and of course james kachalka he's a writer based in vermont he himself has a large list of writing and art credits he even does music work and I, from what I can tell, the guy just loves the creative arts of all kinds, and I gotta give a shout out to him for that. Well, what this is, is a little story. We have a group of kids meeting in the woods to meet for like a Sonic fan club. The club president bangs the gavel to call the group to meeting. Another kid wanted to call the meeting herself, but the president himself says, I should do it because I'm the leader. And the girl says she should be club president because she can run as fast as Sonic can. The two are bickering, but another girl says, hey, wait a minute, it's not a bad idea. How about we have a foot contest to see who's the most like Sonic and that person should be club president. And he actually agrees to the challenge. Everyone will have a race and he runs with a head start. The girl who challenged him says that he had a head start, so he cheated, but he's not giving it up. So the girl then decides like Sonic to go into a ball form and tucks and rolls, knocking him right off his feet. The other kids follow through and all crash into each other at the bottom of the hill. They had fun, but the club president won't give up the challenge, and he'll show off his Sonic-like bravery by fighting that egg pond nearby. But, it approaches him, and he kinda freaks out, and the other kids decide to help him fight it off and gang up on the badnik. And then, Tangle shows up, and just asks, hey kiddos, uh, what, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? What's up here? And the club president said, this is the meeting of the Sonic fan club, and Tangle's like, pfft. Come on, you guys should have a Tango fan club. Watch what I can do. And uses her tail to whack the badnik around, also stretching it out around the cheese and... And ends up tying it herself in knots And uh, apparently while that happened Sonic just zoomed by unannounced Smashed the batting and kept on running As the kid shouts by as he keeps on going unseen That's a small little story But you know, it's very cute
2: It was very nice, yes, I, I enjoyed it a
1: lot And yeah, that's the end of the Sonic 2019 annual I-, I love these annuals, I'm not gonna lie It's very fun to get more content like this out there Yeah, they're really cute and adorable
2: And um, something we'll be seeing a lot with IDW Is this this tradition of of, of miniseries or sex- separate books uh, to add on to the main comic uh, is a norm. It's much more like mini universe arcs condensed into their own books, which is pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, I wanted to talk about that more when we get to the Tangle and Whisper miniseries, but what I'll say for now, Ian has said, like pretty early on when IDW first came out, was that there was no plans to have like a main universe side book. For idw sonic like that but uh the miniseries kind of fills that void in all honesty even if it's a bit more irregular
2: it makes sense considering that they are books that are done in sets of four so like a universe arc for example so it it makes it makes a lot of sense and they often tie into the main book uh more than universe often
1: did at times or, well, at times, Universe did, but it varies. It depends. You'll see. Yeah, well, we'll see. So that's 2019 annual done and dusted. Let's move on to our next issue in Sonic number 13. Flynn writing and Adam Bryce Thomas doing the art. So we open. Sonic's taking a little breather on a beach. A flicky lands on his shoe as he's just relaxing. And he says, hey, little guy, it's been a while the past couple of days. And, you know, as much as I like adventure, I got a kickback too. Everyone else not so much amy's busy leading the restoration what they call it now knuckles is back on angel island guarding the master emerald and tails is keeping busy with one of his bajillion projects but i'm like come on guys relax eggman is you know retired metal sonic is de-weaponized we're all good now you know something's wrong when i'm telling people to slow down suddenly tails swoops in he's screaming sonic something is seriously wrong ah jinxed it okay tails shows sonic a note he found saying you are cordially invited to Windmill Village to celebrate the world's return of the most brilliant Doctor. Sonic's like, huh, where did uh, this come from? I don't know, it just kind of appeared in my workshop, it's kind of spooky. No, I don't like the sound of this. This does sound like Eggman, but he's reformed, you know, we confirmed it, right? But Sonic wonders, I don't know, if if he did fool us, or maybe there's some kind of other angle. And worst of all, Shadow gets to say, I told you so. Yeah, you don't want that. No one needs that. Tails thinks this is worth investigating, and Sonic moves to race him to Windmill Village. So we then cut. Eggman is happily working on in his lab. Starline comes in. Sonic has been perfectly baited, but asks, you know, did we have to be subtle? I figured you would have wanted something a bit more overt, Doctor. Eggman says he wanted to mess with his head, and the thought of Eggman being back would do just that. Yes, I would have wanted a global proclamation, but regardless, we're starting on test number one. And then we see a little case with a flower getting doused in some kind of liquid metal. And once the metal clears... The flower has turned metallic. Starline sees, oh, that was total instant transmutation. Eggman knows of the flower, but not of the processed wooden pot. Needs more data. Bring me the animals. So
2: this is interesting. Something that can turn organic life metallic.
1: Hmm. Hmm. All right. So Sonic and Tails then arrive to Windmill Village. Nothing's on fire or in a robot, so we're off to a good start here. But Tails doesn't see anyone in the village. Maybe Eggman kidnapped everyone, but... Sonic thinks he wouldn't have done that without any property damage left behind. And they hear a voice calling for them. Sonic finds the town mayor hanging by his back from a tree. Tails gets him down and asks them to help the rest of the town. He said thugs kidnapped Mr. Tinker, and they came back and locked everyone in the community center. Sonic's kind of relieved that it wasn't all a ruse, but how long ago did this happen? And he says, you know, this was about a week ago. No one could come find you to tell him, and Sonic's like, ah, well, I've been kind of busy the past couple of days, sorry about that. Well, the mayor says that the guys holding the town hostage should be lurking around somewhere, as the two guys in question, Rough and Tumble, show themselves wearing new Eggman tech on their bodies. So Tails tells these are the guys that Sonic and Knuckles fought back in Barricade Town. So Tails, get the Elder to save the villagers. I'll handle it from here. Rough and Tumble tells Sonic that he wasn't so tough since he had help from the Wisps last time. Although Sonic comes up to them and says, hey look, I got questions for you guys. Where's Eggman? Is he the one that sprang you from jail? And he says as he homing attacks it too. And Tumble says, uh, no, we didn't need the help as he shoots a vat of purple liquid from his weapon. Sonic Dodges says the two of them combined are not smart enough to build gear like that or subtle enough to drop off a cryptic letter. Normally, I leave the mysteries to the chaotic, so how about saving me the trip and just telling me what I want to know, okay? Tumble does say, you know, a tattle if he beats him, but rough shouts don't barter with him. Slams the ground near Sonic with his mechanized tail. So when Tails goes to where the townsfolk are set, he breaks the lock but tells everyone, including the mayor, Stay inside for the time being. Let Sonic finish off these guys first, okay? As we go
2: to Eggman saying test two, commencing with vertebrae specimens as a bunch of animals are locked up and one is doused in the liquid. Just like before, Starline says, full saturation leads to immediate transmutation, initiating test three. Eggman tells the rabbit, Hucky, grab the picky and he does so without question okay so it can turn living beings into robots and now we also see in the next panel that you can transfer the infection via contact
1: but they also note the spread rate is slower compared to direct contact from the metal. But also noted that the Pocky is showing unwarranted aggression towards the Ricky animal, which Eggman says, Hey, fun bonus. Okay. Test number four. Starline moves samples into position. Eggman demands that the Ricky grab the virus laden flower, touch it to the samples. Out of fear, it does so, grabs the stem and touches the flower to a Motobug shell, a sub sandwich, and a rock. He sees that the infection does not spread to inorganic materials, but the virus did spread to the Ricky from the flower. So we have confirmation it spreads from to fauna. So we can count that as test number five. And then Eggman declares, my metal virus a success, and it will be used to turn people into robotic, mindless slaves, and will create an army that will spread itself.
2: Congratulations! Welcome to the Metal Virus Saga, where Eggman creates the T virus from Resident Evil.
1: <sighs> <laughs> yeah. This arc is insane. And you're gonna see why, folks.
2: So, take for example, an Eggman. Very mad. He had uh, he had a uh, he had a lot of lost time to make up for. And in this corner, take for example, oh I don't know. Uh, a idea to basically get back at people because he was a nice young man. Nice young man, quote unquote. Welcome to the Metal Virus arc saga, whatever. Uh, this is not gonna be pretty.
1: No, it will not. Eggman also notes anything inorganic or processed seem to be unaffected, so my infrastructure will not be damaged by it. Starline says he's honored to work with Eggman in this capacity. I didn't think I'd get this chance when looking for you. To which Eggman asks, how did you find me in the first place? Sonic explains that while Neo Metal had the Badniks looking for him around the world, those are finite resources. With a modest charge to the Warp Topaz, I could scour the world in hours versus the days the Badniks took. I didn't even sleep, made himself ill to that point, but it was worth it to find Eggman. And he uses the Warp Topaz to open a viewing portal to see the fighting between Sonic and Rough and Tumble, to which we move inside to see Sonic getting gut-punched by Tumble and punched down. Tails comes in to kick him behind the head. Sonic says, I'm fine, you know, I had chili dogs that hit my guts harder than that, which Ruff slams his metallic tail between the two of them. The boys are a little pissed with Tails butting in, and on the fly, Sonic and Tails decide to steal their bit, saying, when the day needs saving, one team never fails, you're about to get busted by Sonic and Tails.
2: That's our thing. Stop stealing our thing.
1: <laughs> with that pissing them off, Ruff calls dibs on Tails. He loses his tail, but this runt gets two of them. He attacks with a large spin move that Sonic and Tails dodge, leading for Sonic to bait Ruff away as Tumble aims more acid to Tails, which we see Tails doing some quick mats on the fly, catches the canister with his Tails, throwing him back and dousing him in it. Eggman and Starline are not impressed with the works of their hired help, but as Eggman sees, that was a waste of a good vapor condenser.
2: Starline then mentions, shall we move on to test six? There is no test six, says Eggman. Surely you just, your data sample is, is minuscule. The metal virus works, Starline. It's time to move to the next phase of my master plan. But what if, uh, uh, uh who's the evil mastermind here? You are, sir. You're darn Skippy. Now keep an eye on the cannon fodder. While I work on the next step. Hmm. There's a little bit of tension growing
1: here. Keep an eye on that as we move forward. Back on the town, Sonic runs up a windmill, which rough punches down. But when the windwheel breaks off, it cuts off his metal tail, leaving him kind of upset by it. And Sonic is actually kind of taken aback. So Sonic's like, all right, buddy, come on, get up, move it along. And he goes on without a fight, carrying his broken tail with him, says he's heartless All I wanted to do was cave your skull in, man. And Sonic's like, well, my sympathy is spent. Sonic and Tails bring the two mercs back and starts demanding answers about Eggman's whereabouts. Just before Tumble starts to talk, a portal opens below them. And the two drop in, closes, and as far as Sonic and Tails can tell, they just vanished. Now they have to think about how all this went down. But Sonic thinks that we're missing half the puzzle. There's gotta be something or someone else involved here. He runs off to check if Silver has found something, and Tails will stay behind to help repair the village. In the final shot, in Eggman's lab, Ruff and Tumble insist to get another shot at Sonic, but then Metal steps in for a chance. Tumble says he already got a chance to fight him, but Metal is very close to just grasping his neck with his claws, but Starline offers himself to attack next. I know exactly where to strike.
2: Alright, well, Sonic and Starline, next issue, which we will get into right now. Issue 14, our final issue today.
1: With Lynn and Yardley, our creative team. Sonic and Silver are at the Frozen Peak, looking for a supposed Eggman base. Silver got a lead from some rando, and then disappeared before he could ask any more. Sonic's like, well, that actually kind of tracks with what Tails experienced, so let's just take the lead. They end up finding the base, and they see it being cleared out by Badniks entering and exiting through a portal. Just as Sonic and Silver are about to rush in, the two are crashed into by Metal Sonic and sees that he's been fully repaired. So to start, Metal Sonic grabs Silver by the boot and then just pulls a Solonge Bowser on him, and he's chucked to the other side of the mountain, screaming a goofy yell.
2: You could literally put a fucking Hanna-Barbera-ass sound effect
1: over that. Like, it's that on the nose. Sonic doesn't wait any time to fight, asking if metal was repaired by Mr. Tinker or by Eggman. After the two take hits on each other, Sonic remembers, Oh, yeah! You can't talk in this regular form. Was that really the reason for the upgrade, or if the doctors won't let you get distracted by battle banter? That doesn't work, though, because Silver flies back and catches metal in place, disrupted by a portal opening underneath him and falling behind them next to Dr. Starline. And Silver says, hey, this is the guy. He told me to come here. Sonic sees that he was the guy who made the portal, the same one that opened under Rough and Tumble 2. Starline introduces himself to them, says he really wanted to meet Sonic, experience him. For himself, the blue blur. The hero across time and space. Only being able to stand up to the overwhelming might and brilliance of Dr. Eggman through sheer skill alone. Can I measure up? Can I complete my objective without you standing in my way? Everything about this encounter has been constructed to be the ultimate test of our abilities and willpower.
2: Silver gives, uh... Give Sonic a look, and Sonic looks back in uh, disbelief. Uh, He did not sound this crazy or creepy when I talked to him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right, Sonic says, but uh, I think he'll give him straight answers. What did you do to Mr. Tinker? Sauron says, that shadow of the Doctor no longer exists. I've seen it to that. Dr. Eggman has been completely restored. So Eggman is in
2: the lab looking at the Ricky, saying that the metal virus progression is steady but slow. A self-recruiting army is a nice idea, but it won't spread far at this rate. Total saturation works fine, but there's no way I could soak the whole planet in the virus. I wonder if repeated exposure would accelerate things. As Eggman drops Pocky in on the slowly corrupting and in doing so the metal virus rapidly accelerates transforming the ricky in no time at all the greater the exposure the more rapid the effect a mob of my infected minions will be able to convert new victims in no time all i need to
1: do is administer the metal virus in a few locations and the rest will take care of itself eggman has a little bit of glee in him goes back to his desk but rough and tumble burst in Demanding Eggman give them more weapons to fight Sonic to his annoyance. But he turns around and sees the two metal virus infected animals behind them. And Eggman turns around with a gleam in his eye says, Boys, you're in luck. My newest weapon just came out of beta. Ah. Back in the frozen peak, Sonic is running up the mountain to get the Starline and Metal, as Starline taunts him not be able to gain traction in the snow. If only you had a turbine engine leading Metal to fly up and dive right into Sonic, kicking him into Silver, trying to grab him. Sonic tells Silver that he's too fast for him to focus on leading Silver to not grab him, but grab around him putting him in a bubble with his ESP and chucks him to the other side of the mountain. Sonic and Silver then dive to fight Starline directly. He opens a portal which makes them fall into a nearby patch of snow. Sonic gets up to homing attack Starline but then opens a portal to drop him off a ledge and Silver has to fall to catch him. Starline closes the portal behind just as Metal returns. So Silver catches Sonic from the ledge and they get back up to solid ground. Sonic can tell that they were warped to the other side of the mountain. So he revs back up, tells Silver to latch on but ask if it wouldn't be faster to fly over. But when Sonic goes and Silver is riding behind him like a sled, he says, actually, no, this is a lot faster and a lot more fun. <laughs> At the front of the base, Starline sees that everything has been set up. Metal go on back and opens a portal for him, staying behind to give them a second to catch up, leading for Sonic to catch up and spin dashing into Starline, Silver face planting into the snow. And it goes, okay, Starline, tell me about Eggman. And he says, listen, Everything is in the vault in the back. Access code is 2662, as Silver flies into the base to check. Sonic wants to hear it from the fanboy directly. Starline says, Eggman is not here, but he's planning something marvelous. And as for me, I was planning bombs in the vault, and just gave Silver the detonation code.
2: Sonic throws Starline off, immediately jets into the vault, as it explodes. Starline. Looks back, starts laughing, and then cries out in joy. I did it! I can't believe it was that easy! How spectacular! I hope the doctor saw that! As the portal has opened, Eggman grabs Starline like Daffy Duck and rips him back in to the lab where he smashes him against the glass, screaming, how dare you? But, but, but... He's, he's, he's gone now. He can't get in the way of, of your, your, your plans. The hedgehog is mine to destroy. It's not the job of some upstart like you. I could carpet bomb him any day. That's not enough. That's not the point. I have to beat him. I have to prove I'm superior. There's a right and a wrong way to vanquish your lifelong nemesis. And you did it very, very wrong.
1: Well, well, well. So here's a little insight to Eggman's ideology as well. Also kind of a carryover from from from
2: Archie, from Archie the game, right? It's all about the game. It's the same mentality that was used when discussing that sort of concept about how it's all this big game and he has to win. He has to beat Sonic at his own game and break him. So yeah, a very, very, very good scene. It also shows the mentality of Starline versus the mentality of Eggman. So
1: Starline mutters like, Oh, I, I'm sorry. And he's thrown to the ground, and says, do not let it happen again. But he says, well, it, it can't happen again. Eggman goes to the tapes and shows Sonic is too tenacious for your barbarism. And the tape shows Silver was protecting himself and Sonic from the explosion in an ESP shield, but he passes out from using so much energy. For the sake of curiosity, what was in that base? Eggman asked. I haven't used it in years and everything there was obsolete. But Starline says, no, to me, those are priceless treasures of your legacy, Doctor. Which Eggman is just like, yeah, uh-huh, okay, sure. Eggman asks Starline, what do you think after fighting Sonic for the first time? And he says, well, this experience is putting a lot of things into perspective. And we're going to extrapolate on that perspective in the upcoming episodes, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then we move to Restoration HQ. Sonic and Amy are at Silver's bedside. Silver tells Amy about the mission and how it all went down, and they leave him to rest. He still feels a little woozy, and now they have no lead on Eggman or even Starline. Well, Amy's a little worried that Eggman's back, and, you know, and he's gathering allies too if eggman were to strike so soon after the world's just picking up the pieces of his last attack this time it could really be devastating but sonic doesn't know where to start you know we tapped out of eggman's old bases looking for neo so maybe let's go to where he isn't so amy offers an idea let's go to an abandoned unguarded eggman base let's tap into the eggnet and see his tracks sonic offers amy you wanna wanna tag along then but you know she's got a lot of work to do here but it is her plan so she can call it Let's call it a working vacation. And she's just like, um, uh uh-huh, okay, yeah, sure. So Sonic picks her up, and they start revving up and out. Game over for Dr. Eggman.
2: I don't think so. Mm -mm. But that indeed covers all of our comics today quite a stretch and some very interesting stuff here as we make our way into the metal virus saga
1: oh yeah we have uh it's crazy i remember the issues coming out and all the discussions surrounding it and even in idw the most recent issues we're still kind of feeling the fallout of the metal virus saga it's kind of insane to see how long this has lasted
2: yeah i uh i'm very interested to see too
1: very very fun episode i love the neo-metal sonic stuff that was just a fun arc of just high octane stuff love that the introduction of the annuals i love that as well i love seeing all these little stories and little vignettes and oh the metal virus saga oh my god the metal virus saga we are in for a, a whirlwind might be the craziest thing ian's ever written to be honest
2: yeah this this trumps a lot of the stuff in archie in terms of scale and uh how fucked up it gets so uh, i hope
1: you guys are excited we will see you next time with the idw sonic Town. we're going to be heading in just right into the metal virus saga and also we're going to be Catching up with Hangle and Whisper. They got their own little thing going on that we get to peer into as well. So that'll be next episode. We'll see you guys next time. Bye bye.
0: It's got his socks and I'll tell you who that is. That is Dr. Eggman with disabled and fired and evil plans the world but the hedgehog won't let that go whenever sonic's anger explodes his enemies will be the fury of his aggression and that will change anyone's perception without him oh.